This season has been sponsored by New Growth Press, and we've really enjoyed reading and recommending their books. The most recent one I've picked up has been Parenting Ahead by Kristen Hassan. I love the way in which she helps the reader think not just about parenting in the moment, but looking ahead to the time when these little people become teenagers. She underpins everything with real, tangible hope as she presents it all through the lens of heaven. And then she gets into the nitty-gritty of thinking through the way we parent. Grab a copy at tenofthose.com. Welcome to the final episode of Season 8 of Two Sisters and a Cup of Tea. My name is Sarah, I live in the UK. This is my sister Felicity, she lives in the USA. And today we're reflecting on the whole letter of Titus. Felicity, good to see you. Good to see you, Sarah. Can you believe it, the end of Titus? I mean, I feel like it's gone swiftly, but also it's big, isn't it? Even though it's short. I don't know, a mixture of short and big and powerful. Oh, yeah, it's so short, though, isn't it? I mean, it really feels like it's been a breath and we're, we're, we're done. <laughs> I know. Uh, what's, in, what's in the cup today, Sarah? Well, I have to tell you, I have a delightful cup of tea today. Well, it's preceded by the fact that our kettle died a death this weekend. Oh, no. Sad times, all to do with the hard water living here. But then we got a new kettle, wonderfully, very thankful for a new kettle, and decided to go all out and uh, buy a water filter as well. <laughs> so I have a filtered cup of tea and there's no scum on the top. There's nothing that looks remotely like limescale and it tastes beautiful. <laughs> oh, wow. That sounds like a roller coaster from a broken kettle to the new world. Oh. And the broken kettle happened on like our home group night. And so I was like busily trying to serve cups of tea. And five or six later, I was like, nope, this is not happening. <laughs> and all I could offer people was water or milk. Felt this <laughs> so you're going back to primary school, having your cup of slightly warm milk. <laughs> No one took it. <laughs> what have you got? Uh, just a normal Earl Grey, but in just this is my Earl Grey cup. Mm. It's a pleasing kind of smaller floral one, actually one that you gave me. And I just, mm. I'm pleased with the cup, you know, the rim is just right. Mm, it's important, isn't it? <laughs> it it's is. important. So Felicity, during the whole of the season, we've been thinking about some questions of what it looks like to get the Bible open with a friend. And our final question is, where could reading the Bible with someone lead to? I mean, there's so much that happens when we get this powerful word open with someone else. And so where it could go, I mean, that's unfathomable in some ways, isn't it? There's a, <laughs> there's a journey that's begun, I feel, in that. But I think one mm-hmm. of the big things is um, the depth of relationship that comes from being around the word together. And that as the word, as God goes to work on his on our hearts through his word, doing that in community with someone else means that you're kind of having your hearts kind of turned over together. Mm. And there's something that's, there's just an honesty there and a depth of spurring one another on, I think, that on a one-to-one basis, that is just much more able to happen, I think, because there's no one else, there's no one else to steal the limelight. Like it's just the both, both of you chatting those things through so I think that's been one of the greatest rewards for me and what what would you say it's just so precious isn't it that the time when you realize that something eternally significant is happening as you open up the word even if it's in the midst of chaos of small children even if it feels like it's on the hoof um, at some points um I heard someone say this weekend that she prays every day that the Lord would lead her to have conversations that are eternally significant that day and I just thought wow what a prayer and actually, mm. when we're intentionally opening the Bible with someone, that is what's happening, isn't it? 
And I just, I love that. And it just spurs me on. Um, And I think we've been seeing in Titus, haven't we, the kind of the healthy church culture of speaking the truth in love to one another and what that looks like to be living side by side, just living life together and also choosing to teach one another and uh, model opening up the word to one another in that way. Um, Yeah, I think that's right, isn't it? As as the church kind of family is characterised by that, then that is just... There's nothing bad about that. That is a good thing. Yeah. I think as well, another thing is just confidence in the word, like bit, yeah. doing it, like reading it together on a one-to-one. Just Big time. I feel it. Like, yeah, there's more opportunity to just give it a go, like try and understand the Bible for ourselves and sharpen mm. each other in that. And I feel like you come out the other and end. See, and see God at work in that other person. That is amazing, yes, isn't it? that is just oh. joy. Oh, I feel like we could go on and on here. Okay, <laughs> we're not, we're not there. We're going to stop there. But um, yeah, we hope these questions have been helpful to kind of delve into um, as people think about it doing for themselves. Felicity, today we're going to take some time to reflect on the whole letter to Titus. Before we get into that, why do we take time to reflect at the end of each season? What are we hoping to accomplish? Yeah, I think what we try and do each episode is is kind of take a bit of a deep dive, don't we, into those verses that we're we're in. And when you're in those verses, that, that can be the kind of the world in which you operate. And actually reflecting means just taking a step back and looking at the letter or the book as a whole, because the writer has written it as a whole. And so mm. I think it's really helpful to just take a step back reflect on kind of everything that we've spoken about or, or that the writer has brought to our attention and kind of work out, well, where does it all sit? How does it all hang together? Like what, what is the big overall punch of this letter? Um, and I think that really helps to apply it kind of rightly to mm-hmm. our hearts because we're not just kind of cherry picking, but we're like, oh, no, okay, okay, this all of Titus, what, why is it in the Bible? Like, what do we reckon? Where is it? Where is it hitting? What what would you say, Sarah? Would you add add to that? Yeah, that, and I think as you're saying on the applying it, just actually taking time to pause and ponder with where the Lord really has been at work. What's the particular things that really I want to take from this letter and continue praying through? I think it's very tempting, and I feel this. I'm in my Bible read through at the moment. It's very tempting to kind of tick off the the book once I finish. Like, oh wow, I'm nearly at the end of Isaiah, amazing, and then on to Jeremiah. But actually the danger is you just lose the power of how the Lord's been at work in that particular book. And so just taking that time and slowing down for a moment, I think is just a really fruitful thing. Yeah. Really helpful. Well, should we, should we kick off on, we've just got basically three questions that we're going to consider as we reflect on Titus. Um, As we've been in Titus, Sarah, how has your view of theology grown? Ooh, well, I just really appreciated Natalie's conversation with us a few weeks ago. Yes, I just thought yes. it was gold <laughs> dust and particularly the fact that theology isn't just for the academics, but actually anyone who trusts in Jesus has a theology. And actually the responsibility that we've seen in Titus is to have a sound and healthy theology because that impacts all of life. And I think just really seeing that clearly worked out in Titus that's really grown my desire to grow deeper in my theology like I've really noticed to myself in the last few weeks a real hunger to want to go deeper to want to read more I feel like I've got this kind of appetite growing and growing because I really see the value and the importance that Paul has placed on it and the overflow of that theology to the rest of life and I think just seeing it distilled 
in this letter has just been really beautiful and exciting. And yeah, so I feel like my theology has grown, but my view of theology has grown and my desire for it has grown as well. Just just give us a couple of moments in Titus that's kind of like getting you to that point. Beginning of chapter two, when all of the Titus two relationships are flowing out of sound doctrine and the importance of that um, in in complete contrast to those who don't have sound doctrine and their good works are not works at all, then they're not at all good. There's nothing good about them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just seeing the the real importance for sound theology, deep, good theology for the rest of life worked out. Um, and I'd also just, yeah, coming back to the the kind of um, bit in chapter one about the elders and just the importance, again, of them being steeped in the gospel for the overflow into church life and how they serve in that yeah. way. No, I think absolutely. And I think though, also the kind of the gospel sandwich we had, you know, there's a like beautiful mm. uh, end of chapter two and then kind of near the start of chapter three, you have this just glorious picture of the gospel. And I just think the fact that he's in such a short letter gone for two mega pictures of Jesus like that kind of is the anchor of the sound theology isn't it and so we're kind of brought back to that at the end and everything is sort of underpinned by that and so that's that's where it's at definitely how's how's your view of theology grown yeah I think I think exactly what you were saying and Natalie really helped us with this I think that kind of seeing that theology everyone has a responsibility as we know Jesus, to seek to love him more and to know him better. And we know that, like that's, that's just part of the Christian life. But to to kind of characterize that as theology is just really helpful because it moves for the theology from being something that's just kept in books or mm. in further education, whatever it may be. Actually, I want to be theologically astute. Like I want to I wanna dig down deep because that is going to impact my life rather than just being some sort of brain exercise. And I think we really see that in Titus. The it, as you say, it overflows into every aspect of life. And I, I just thought it was a really helpful adjustment to my definition mm. of theology, I think, and therefore the power of that theology. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. How about your view of church? How has that grown? I mean, I feel like we have in Titus, everyone's in the picture. <laughs> like church, we have Obviously, we have the elders being very clearly kind of explained, but we also have older women, younger women, younger men, older men, like every corner of humanity is kind of included in this. And I think that has expanded my view of where church happens, like rather than just kind of thinking, oh, if I turn up on a Sunday and then an elder's going to sort us out. And then we just go away and that's it. We're kind of sorted because we've been to church on a Sunday. I feel like this has um, challenged me to be more intentional with the way that we every relationship happens because these relationships mm-hmm. all contribute to healthy church family, mm-hmm. um, if, that, if that makes sense. I mean, I think that chapter two, that picture of everyone being involved is just really encouraging. It's exciting because we're kind of, in, included in it and it's mm. challenging because you think oh I just what am I doing with my relationships like am I being intentional with the way that I'm speaking to to people and and building up the church through that yeah what about you church yeah I think I guess it flows from the last question doesn't it like actually the fact that knowledge of the truth growing knowledge of the truth that theology 
does impact our church life. And I think it's a really simple thing to say when you say it like that, doesn't it? But how often do I really believe that day by day, week by week, um, that actually we have the opportunity to impact our church life just by nature of kind of growing in our knowledge of the truth. Um, but I think particularly what struck me and I think what's kind of stayed with me uh, from the beginning of Titus, and I say this having kind of studied this with uh, women at church over the last few months as well, is just the kind of the necessity and the importance of praying for the elders and really seeing that as a primary way that I can I can serve at church is praying for the leaders and praying for their hearts to be nourished by the gospel. And because everything, everything flows out of them being able to serve us with the gospel rightly and well, doesn't it? And Mm -hmm. I think my view of church, yeah, feels like it's grown just in, in seeing my responsibility as a church member to pray and to have a desire to grow and encourage others to keep growing um so very unimpressive really what that looks like in practice but I think powerful when you consider what it is you're doing as you commit to praying for those leaders and you commit to seeking to have those eternally significant conversations Mm. wherever it might be whatever context but actually having that kind of mindset um yeah yeah I think that's yeah it's a you're right it looks like invisible things doesn't it but actually the eternal Mm. significance and I think that all the way through we've had this kind of refrain we see it in um, chapter 2 verse 5 so that no one will malign the word of God and and I think Mm. the, the impact of church family done well so that it would make the word of God attractive that word that is theology that is gonna lead to godliness like that is the saving word so the way in yeah. which we do church and these relationships and the prayer and all of these does have an impact yeah yeah i just think that's been really evident yeah. all the way through so final question then how has your view of good works grown because it's good works is kind of talked all the way through isn't it and it's a it's a word and it's a phrase that we kind of shy away from i think sometimes in christian culture and talking about good works but tell me how how has your view of good works grown? I I think it's just an unavoidable outbox. Like we can't separate good works from knowing and trusting Jesus. Mm. That that just it leads to godliness, doesn't it? And and actually that association godliness to be a godly person is to do good works. And so I feel like the impetus. That is that is God's design for us is to do good works, and I think you're right. We kind of shy away from it because we don't want to be all about kind of moral goodness. Mm. I think, but actually, knowing and trusting Jesus should then just naturally bring about these good works. Not that we don't need to strive to do the good works. No, I think you're right. I think it's going back to what we were thinking about in Deuteronomy, actually, isn't it? That actually as our hearts are circumcised and as our hearts are focused on loving the Lord, our natural response is and should be to love our neighbour. That's the law summed up, isn't it, as Jesus says. And this is this is that lived out. It is. Mm-hmm. Fix your eyes on Jesus, this glorious salvation that we have, and therefore love your neighbour. Therefore look outwards because it has a missional impact as you do that. And it's so simple when you put it like that, isn't it? But it's glorious that actually our hearts that are gripped by grace, uh, that could overflow and does overflow into good works. And I loved Sally Clarkson on that. I loved 
just hearing her, the value she's placed on opening her door, bringing a cup of tea to anyone and everyone, seeking to get to know people for eternity's sake. And the good work that she has kind of committed herself to doing over decades. And I just thought that was really inspiring, kind of going right back to the beginning of the season. Just, yeah, just good works take on so many different forms, don't they? But actually her kind of priority on loving her neighbour and just that very simple, powerful cup of tea. Um, That's it, isn't it? It's powerful and the good works are powerful. Like they, they help to make the word of God attractive. And as we do that people are, are pulled back to Jesus and what like why wouldn't we want to be a part of that I think in the start of chapter three when we get that in chapter one um to be obedient to be ready to do whatever is good mm. that that's it isn't it really and having eyes to see that I think this has prompted me to pray more to have eyes to see the good that I yeah think I can be and just doing. having that exactly having that prayer isn't it that actually Lord help me to be to be able to see today what it is that I can do that is good overflowing from a heart gripped by you. Um, Felicity, would you pray for us to that end yeah. as we wrap up Titus? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we praise you so much that you have given us the knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness, that we have that hope of eternal life and that you are powerfully at work through that truth and that it does lead to good works, that it leads to a delight in you, that it leads to these relationships that we've been um, seeing in Titus, the church that operates in this way. And Father, we we pray that you give us eyes to see uh, the people around us and the eyes to see the good works in which we are to walk. Father, we, we pray that you would keep us anchored in that truth of Christ and that we would be those who, who love to lead lives that um, make this word of God attractive, that, that are godly. Father, please would you Uh, prepare our paths that we might go before you and do those things for your glory amen amen well Well, that's that's it titus wrapped up or just kind of begun in terms of yeah then impact (laughs) our hearts we will be back for season nine in the autumn in the meantime head to our show notes and sign up to receive our newsletter if you haven't already as we've got some exciting news to share later on in the summer and our newsletter subscribers are always the first to hear Until then, we look forward to being back in your earbuds in the autumn. Looking forward to it. See you then. This season has been sponsored by New Growth Press.